0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is, with 99.9% network reliability from Comcast Business. Powering possibilities.
1: You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey, Shortwavers. It's Emily Kwong. So back in December 2021, the music sales chart in Australia was pretty predictable. Adele's album, 30, was number one. No surprises there. Followed by Ed Sheeran's album, Equals. But by mid-month... There was an upset. A whole new sound flew to number three, surpassing none other than Taylor Swift. You could call Songs of Disappearance a concept album, and the artists have been fine tuning their craft for millions of years. This album consists entirely of Australian bird songs.
0: There's just some absolutely incredible sounds being made by threatened Australian birds, and they need to be heard.
1: Anthony Albrecht was a co-producer on the album, which was released by BirdLife Australia and the Bowerbird Collective, an organization that connects people to conservation issues through art.
0: Uh, Simon Slattery, my co-founder, and I, We're actually musicians. Um, Being musicians, I guess we love to listen to things. And one of the most awesome things about being uh, Australian is our soundscape. And whenever we've travelled or lived overseas, it's the thing we missed the most um, about this country.
1: So, today, on the wings of Songbird, we travel to Australia with Anthony Albrecht. He brings the songs, we bring the science facts, and together, wait, wait, don't tell me style, we shine a spotlight on why these songs are disappearing. I'm Emily Kwong, and you are listening to Shorewave, the daily science quiz show from NPR. <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor, Solgar. As people age, cellular function declines, which may impact changes in energy and strength. Solgar Cellular Nutrition is a holistic collection of cellular nutrients formulated to help fight cellular decline and promote cell health. Learn more at cellularnutrition.solgar.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, Anthony... The album that you ended up putting together, this this chart climber, uh, is called Songs of Disappearance. It's a collection of the songs of 53 threatened Australian bird species. We're going to listen to some of them. But f- before we do, where did these songs come from? How were they recorded?
0: So the recordings are made, um, it, it, for the most part, by one amazing Australian nature recordist. His name is David Stewart, and he spent um, four four decades of his life roaming around the Australian bush trying to get these birds um, to sing into his microphones, and he's made a massive contribution to to the archive of our soundscape in Australia.
1: What a collection. Like, what a, a treasure trove for Australians. Absolutely. Okay, Anthony. We're going to shine a spotlight and raise a curtain on the real talent here, these birds. So we're a science show. We're going to play a little science quiz game. We want to ask you not about the music or the album production side of things, but about science bird facts and then see if you can guess which bird it is that we're bringing onto the stage.
0: This is going to be so thrilling.
1: Here we go. Our first bird, entering from stage left, is a migratory seabird that has an average wingspan of about three meters. Uh, For us people in the U.S., that's almost 10 feet, okay? Average wingspan of 10 feet. This is a huge bird. It can weigh as much as a small child, and it breeds almost exclusively—this is a big clue—on Campbell Island, off the coast of New Zealand, any guesses? Hmm.
0: Look, wingspan alone, yeah, makes me think we're talking about an albatross. And southern royal albatross is one of the most magnificent and and enormous birds of the world. Am I right?
1: You crushed it. Let's hear the southern royal albatross for ourselves
0: i'm just imagining um being a you know a lady albatross and listening to that extraordinary um evocation and thinking that's my man
1: right what a seductive call
0: absolutely so so guttural
1: what do you think is more what do you think is more erotic your cello or the southern royal albatross
0: We're getting into really serious questions now, and I would um, contend that I have absolutely nothing on the Southern Royal Albatross. I mean, (laughs) I even play a Baroque cello, which has gut strings, but compared to the the guttural um, bellowings of of that albatross, I I bow down in um, eroticism terms.
1: (laughs) Anthony, it's not your fault. It has hundreds of years of evolution on you compared to the cello. Not your fault.
0: I would suggest even millions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. Next. Coming from upstage, we have a bright little bird. And uh, the male and the female are actually different colors, okay? So the male is bright green. And I'm talking like neon green, like highlighter green. Whereas the female is a vivid red, like blood red, Game of Thrones red. The females make their homes in forest hollows, and that's primarily where they hang out. And the better the nest, the more males she'll get to bring her food. In this bird species, the females kind of have the power. Do you know which bird we're talking about?
0: Um, None other than the Absolutely stunningly beautiful, Eclectus parrot. Absolutely uh, unmissable in the rainforest. Let's hear it.
1: This bird is in charge.
0: <laughs> Most definitely.
1: On stage right enters our next candidate. This bird is shy, about the size of a chicken. And this is kind of cool. This bird builds huge leaf mounds with a hole dug down deep in the middle. And they lay their eggs in the mound hole and then cover them with more leaves so that when the leaf debris decomposes, it incubates the egg. Like it's composting its own egg, which, uh, as our producer Burley McCoy points out, is very efficient and very smart. Do you have a guess as to what this bird is?
0: Um of all of these birds on the album, I wonder if we're talking about the plains wanderer?
1: Nice try. Oh. But but no.
0: Oh, you've got me there. I mean, it sounds like another Sort of. You can pull up the album. You a- can look. Actually, it's a Mallee. Is it a Mallee Yes!
1: Wow! See, these ears, the, the ears of, of a musician. <laughs> this is that skill.
0: The chicken um, size reference being the, the, the big hint there when we're talking about a Mallee fowl, but what a cool sound.
1: It's a very cool sound. The, the Mallee fowl, to me, it. it It's like, is it a loon or is it a cow? It's kind of both. (laughs) Do you hear what I mean?
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Now, this bird is uh, listed as vulnerable. And there are quite a few predators um, that go after the mallee fowl. But I was reading that critical issues for this bird have to do mostly with habitat fragmentation. Would you say that that's something that you see in Australia a lot?
0: Australia is one of the worst global offenders for land clearing, often cleared for, in particular, uh, large expansion of, of, of cattle stations or things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's part of a, a big picture of, of environmental degradation in this country where a lot of species are, are suffering a similar fate there. Their homes are just being cleared out from, from underneath them.
1: That's very much the case with this last bird we're going to play as part of the quiz portion of our game. Okay. Uh, it is one of Australia's rarest birds. Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to play you the sound first, just to, just to help you out. And then I'll provide some details. Okay. So this bird was actually considered extinct until a population was discovered in the 1960s in Western Australia. Uh, It has very specific living conditions. It's essentially flightless. Uh, One website said it was, quote, more likely to be heard than seen. Anthony, who is this elusive songstress?
0: I believe that it may be the noisy scrub bird.
1: Unbelievable. What a beautiful song.
0: Some some ornithologists describe the noisy scrub bird sound as ear-splitting uh, <laughs> because if you're anywhere near it, it's just, yeah, real loud. You can Google a picture of one of um, the, the, the known strongholds of their population, a place called Two People's Bay. But, um, yeah, a, a super cool... Um, songster.
1: You know, listening to all this bird song with you, it it's almost bird virtuosity as far as the musical complexity in the bird song.
0: Oh, it is most definitely. I mean, some of these birds evolved to have extraordinarily complex uh, vocal cords and, and, and muscles. And, um, you know, we have... We have birds producing more than one note at once. Um, you, you, you play back some of these sounds in slow motion and you just hear absolutely incredible complexity and, and virtuosity, as you say.
1: Yeah, uh, Anthony, I want to go out uh, with the first featured bird on the album... And I've heard it's your favorite, the fern wren. you you set it up. You intro this bird
0: this This is a a plain brown little bird that scurries around uh, in the leaf litter of rainforests up in far north Queensland. But it's got one of the most um, stunning, resonant, mournful cries that to me, sort of embody the the message of this album, which is asking us to listen.
1: Anthony Albrecht, thank you so much for bringing this work into the world and for talking to us on Shortwave.
0: My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much as well, Emily.
1: Songs of Disappearance, an album of 53 Australian bird recordings, is out now. Help it get to number one on the charts, people. This episode was produced by Burley McCoy, edited by Giselle Grayson, and fact-checked by Catherine Cipher. The audio engineer for this episode was Neil Vault. I'm Emily Kwong. Thank you for listening to Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR.
0: Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater. Committed to helping companies, from nonprofits to the Fortune 500, solve food for work. From ordering online for meetings and team lunches, to managing food spend for your whole organization, Easy Cater can help you simplify your corporate catering needs. Over 100,000 restaurants nationwide, plus budgeting tools and payment by invoice. Learn more at easycater.com.